I'm Tammy. Hi, I'm Guido. Hi, I'm Allie. Hi, I'm Matt. And this is Quad Pro Quo. All right, so we're going to continue our Spielberg Spielberg month. month. Uh, I chose Poltergeist. The house looks just like the one next to it. And the one next to that. And the one next to that. A young couple live in it. Give Ken a kiss. You are so unlucky. With their three children. And something more. They're here. Directed by Toby. Toby Hooper. He directed it, and then Steven Spielberg produced it. And wrote it. And wrote it at the same time that he was really directing uh, E.T., which yeah. was uh, it was coined the Spielberg Summer of wow. 1982, because this movie came out the weekend after E.T. I don't know why they would do that, put the movies so close together like that. Well, I can tell you. They oh. wanted to do a double feature of oh. E.T. and Poltergeist. They wanted to offer that as a double feature. Well, I would see that double feature. Yeah. Because that's why they drove it down to a PG rating. They did, exactly. Yeah. I can't so believe it's PG. They, well, well, they didn't have PG-13 at the time. Mm-hmm. So it was either, you know, make it R and not be able to have it as a double feature or um, do PG. And they contested and fought and they won to get it a PG rating. That's There's not a lot of wiggle room. There's like drug use in this movie. Oh, and it's just weed. Yeah, yeah but, in 19, legal now. but in 1982. I mean, what's even worse is the fact they're reading books about Reagan. That should be a bigger crime in that scene. I noticed that too. It's an Nancy, book. Nancy would literally throw them in jail if she walked in on those two smoking a J. Are you talking about just Stranger Things no. right now? No, I'm talking about oh, Nancy, Nancy Reagan. Reagan. Okay. Oh, wow. Just saying no. <laughs> well, wasn't the girl's name Nancy in Stranger Things? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> um, so this is a story about the Freeling family. So it is. It does take place in California, and it's filmed in California. There was like something I was watching. And is it the same neighborhood as ET? I'm wondering that because they did look near identical. I don't know. No, the the ET neighborhood is is all the houses don't look exactly alike. They may maybe like when they did the trick-or-treating scenes in mm-hmm. E.T. maybe, but I don't think so. I thought I thought that too, especially when the, the gentleman was riding his bicycle holding a pack of beer. A case of beer. A that case was... of beer under his arm. That's like the start of the movie. Yeah, and they, they, there's a, these other neighborhood kids with their uh, remote control cars, and they trip him. <laughs> and he falls off of his bike, and his beer goes all over the streets. I so feel like sad. right away, it's <laughs> so, it's so Spielberg. Funny. Right away. What like, does that mean? It's so Spielberg. Like the music and the kids, it like and that bike riding scene. It, I don't know. It's like it, you it's immediately just like America. this is a Toby Hooper. It's almost like because oh, Leather yeah. Spielberg directed. It. I know. You know he he was all he was there all but three days. Yeah, and it's and that's baby. partially because E. T. There were so many delays with E. T. That he was more so involved in the director pieces of the movie than he normally would have. Well, I, I think he cared about it more, too, because he wrote it. And Spielberg doesn't really write. Well, um, that, too. For good reason. 
Yeah, but I think they did, like you were saying, a really good job of getting that essence of this, you know, wholesome family, American family. They Mm -hmm. played the Star-Spangled Banner in the beginning. The dad's (laughs) reading a book about Ronald Reagan, the American president. Clips back and forth between each one of the main characters in the movie. I think it does a really nice job of, like, outlining... You know, there's so much going on in this American family. They're busy. They're active. Mm -hmm. They're happy. They're together. They're, you know, all of these things. The dad is watching football with his buds. You know, the mom is cleaning and... They're an American family. Yeah. It's suburbia. Americana. The housing developments and, like, all that. Did you notice in the beginning and all these sweeping shots in the neighborhood, all the trees are dead and leafless? No. I didn't. All of the trees? Every single tree in that, in the shots of all the neighborhoods, the trees are all dead. I didn't notice that. Is that because of... Where the the neighborhood has been Yeah. I think it might have something to do with that. Oh, yeah. Do we have to issue a spoiler warning that we're going to talk about? Yeah, this movie's from 1982, guys, so, you know. Sorry. You better get caught up. Incoming. (laughs) You better get caught up real quick. Rosebud was his sled. Yes. Snape killed Dumbledore. (gasps) (gasps) No. Bruce Willis was the guy in The Sixth Sense the whole time. What? Yeah, because he was in the movie from start to finish. You're absolutely right. I noticed um, when Craig T. Nelson... (laughs) (laughs) When Craig T. Nelson, who plays the dad, is watching football with his buddies, I noticed, and this is something I never noticed before, that the one buddy who's wearing like a hat, kind of wearing like a bucket hat and he has glasses on, is the dad from The Goonies. That's why he had to sell their house. Yeah. Because he lost all that money on the football game. It must have been. That was such a funny uh, a funny scene, too. Like, the neighbor has the same remote control for his TV yeah. as Craig Nelson does. So every time we they were, were trying to watch a scene, no, they click the, the remote and cha- the guy and changes just, the channel to, like, Mr. Rogers. And everybody's like, what the fuck? And they're having this, like... My kids want to watch Mr. Rogers. Well, we're watching the game. It was just so funny. Which, I don't think Mr. Rogers and a football game would ever be on at the same time. On a Sunday? PBS probably had very limited... No, my boy, Mr. Rogers is huge back then. I know, but I don't think he was on, like, all day on a Sunday, probably, because it was probably a Sunday. Well, they were probably showing reruns. Okay, so walk us through the family. Yeah, so that's a... So... We kind of touched on the dad. So the dad's name is Craig is Craig Nelson. Coach. But his name is Steve, Stephen in the movie, mm-hmm. and he is a real estate salesman. And yeah. he's been in a slew of things. He was in coach. He his this was his like career star movie, like the start of his career. He's been in so many things. Parenthood. Parenthood, The Incredibles. Oh yeah, that's series. Really he's the dad. Um, the mom was played by Joe Beth Williams. Gorgeous. And this, yeah, and this was um, the rise of her career. She was in a couple of, like, small roles before this, and then she did a, a soap operas mm-hmm. after this, and she married a producer, and that basically led the rest of her career for, like, small roles while she could be a mom and things. She's great in this movie. Oh, yeah. She's so hot, too. She's gorgeous. I love all of her short shorts that she wears. Yeah. Yeah, those shorts are so short. What was even the point? Like <laughs> she should have just been she should have just been dressed like how she was the entire end of the movie. Just she's no pants on. She's no his pants. second wife. 
In the movie, yeah. yeah. She's, uh, her name is Diane. Her character's name is Diane. And she she's is. She's the second wife. Craig, uh, she's um, Stephen's second wife, yeah. Because, because his daughter's like 16. No, but he said that she had her. That's what, that's the thing I wanted to bring up later. What? Yeah, they, they said say she's, that? they said she's 32 and she had their kid and her, and the oldest kid was 16. So I'm like, what? I, I can't do that. When did this happen? So, yeah, so she would she would have been sixteen if that was her child. Yeah, wasn't yes, so. it wasn't discussed in the actual film, but that was the thought behind that. Um, Diane was his second wife, and the older daughter was from his Dana is from a, another marriage. Really? Yeah, because I mean, just like Matt was describing, it just doesn't make mathematically. Well, if she's 32, I mean, yeah. she was 16 and she had her, it's possible. Yeah. I mean, it's possible, but it's not, Yeah, 16 I and guess. pregnant. And apparently your husband's in his 30s, too. But even back then, Craig Nelson look, looked old. Okay. I just, like I never really thought about it. Oh, I thought about it the second they were talking about everybody's age. As mm-hmm. soon as they said she was like 32, I was like, wait a minute. I didn't even, I didn't even think about it. Um, anyway, so that was played, uh, Dana, the older 16-year-old sister, was played by Dominique Dunn. Mm-hmm. And she was murdered by her boyfriend yep. um, shortly after the release of the movie in 1982. He strangled her in her driveway. Yeah, and she's the sister of Griffin Dunn, who is an actor, and he was in American Werewolf in London. And he still acts. He's around a lot. He's in a lot of SVU episodes. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, but that's her brother. But yeah, it's really wow. sad. She was Aww. strangled to death by her psycho boyfriend. Yes. Very sad. Very um, sad for all these kids, unfortunately. I know. Movie. And then Carol Ann is the youngest of the three children. She's five. Mm-hmm. And she's played by Heather O'Rourke. She was it eating in um, like a MGM commune or whatever. With her family, and Steven Spielberg saw her and approached her and asked her mom, like, I, I would like her to audition for this role. Cool. Just by, I guess, how she looked. And she actually did not do a good job. She was laughing, like, throughout the audition. And then he asked her to scream, and then she screamed over and over and over again. And then she finally, like, started crying, and he was like, okay, I think you could do this. Um, Drew Barrymore was considered for it as well. But since so they thought that she wasn't innocent enough looking. Really? So she was already smoking cigarettes then. No, she wasn't. <laughs> so, so they, uh, saw her smoking one and lighting a, a picture of her smoking and lighting a lighting one for uh, Stephen King at the Firestarter preview. Well, she's a little older than in Firestarter. I thought Firestarter came before. No, she's like she's only like five at this point. Oh, so she was just like freebasing then. <laughs> Well, um, she's so cute. Carol Ann is five, but in real life, she's eight yeah. during the filming of the movie. Drew Barrymore was, I think, five years old in E.T., and that came out the same year. So. Those were some sweet bangs. Did you guys have bangs like that? Uh, well, she, she I did. Yeah, I was about to say, let's bring up a picture of Teddy. Carol Ann's bangs? Yeah. Oof. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. I had, I had like, a little short haircut. Like a bowl cap? It wasn't, it wasn't like a... Like a little rascal's bowl cut, but it was like a little girl's short haircut, yeah. Well, I think also, unfortunately, with little blonde kids, their hair tends to be very straw-like. So when you give bangs to a, a little kid with blonde hair, it just looks like straw. <laughs> so they're like... 
I, like a I, scarecrow. Have, I have pictures of me when um, I was a kid and it was like Easter and my mom would curl my bangs. Oh, like, like under with a round brush? No, no, no. Like with a with curling, a curling iron, like separate curls. <laughs> <laughs> they would be curled and then the back too. And then I'd have like a little barrette. That's horrifying. In between the bangs. <laughs> no, it, it didn't look terrible. It looked okay, but it was just different. It was so different. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I know. I'll have to show you the picture sometime. And, um, and then who's the little boy? The little name? boy, his name is uh, Robbie. His mm-hmm. character is Robbie, played by Oliver Robbins. And this was his first, uh, first acting role. And he eventually became a producer, writer, and director. And he, in his future career, ended up doing all of those things for at least 50 feature films, short films, etc. He had a really good career. Yeah, so that's the main cast. All three of these kids are dead, too. No, he's not dead. Yes, he is. He died recently of cancer. Oh, okay, that was recently. Recently, and then the little girl died of some... She had an immune disease or something? No, 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 no. She had an intestinal obstruction and ended up becoming septic. And that was um, shortly after the release or the filming was done in 1988 of the third Poltergeist movie. Oh, yeah, the best one. And you can really tell when you watch Poltergeist 3, she's so puffy and swollen. I don't know if it's from steroids or from what. But the girl's full of shit. Her. Oh, gosh. But she's so. She's she just looks so different in her um her cheeks are like huge chipmunk cheeks. Like I, I, I guess it's maybe from medication or something, but yeah, she did suddenly die too. That's why a lot of people thought this movie was cursed because she died, the, the sister died. It's just uh They actually did a documentary about the curse of Poltergeist. I know, I've watched it. <laughs> oh you have? I haven't watched it. It's on Shudder. It's called Cursed. Mm. They talk oh, about okay. cursed films. They also talk about the one we were talking about last night, the uh no, the the Twilight 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 Zone movie. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, with Vic Morrow when he got decapitated, decapitated yeah, by a helicopter. Angus likes to cut people in half, especially kids with helicopters. Yeah, just saying. All right, so um, so we're just learning in the beginning about you know the family and how they basically operate as a family together, um, and then. During, while the guys are watching their football game, the mom uh, discovers that a bird, a pet bird, is dead. Tweety. Tweety the bird. Tweety. And why, why you would flush a bird down the toilet, I I have no understanding of why. I said that that bird would clog that toilet. It would. It's so, it's like a big, it's like a. It's a a parakeet. Was it a parakeet? Okay. I wasn't sure what kind of bird it was. So Carolyn walks into the bathroom while her mom is. You know, holding the bird over the flushing toilet, and she yells at her, and they basically begin to bury it in the backyard. They give it a proper water. In a cigar box. And where did that cigar box come from? I don't know. It was it was was the stash box he was rolling joints from earlier. Oh. But it was it was tobacco. It was before that. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Although the little girl does say Tweety doesn't like that smell. Sweetheart, Tweety can't smell a thing. Put a flower with them. Oh, yeah. She does say that. <laughs> yeah. But she gets over the death of the bird pretty quickly because she's well, like, can I have some fish? And then the next but, scene is a goldfish. I mean, it's not her bird, technically, though. It was her brother's bird. Well, but they share a room. 
Yeah, that's so weird. I was going to ask you guys if you shared rooms when you were kids. Well, I mean, for a little while. Well, obviously, I never had to share a room with a sibling of the opposite sex. I just shared with my brother. That I feel like that's normal. I shared with with my older brother. We had we had bunk beds. Did you share with your sister, Guido? Yeah, that's how I found out she was hiding a kitten in one of her drawers. What? How do you just hide a kitten? No. Like, she where did she get it. this kitten? Where well, did she get we it? We used to breed Siamese cats, um, and then she liked this one more than the rest and wanted to keep it. So she put it in one of her uh, drawers in her dresser. Wow. And then we had to follow the meows to find it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, goodness. She, okay. she still hides shit like the remote. You know what I mean? So she never stopped. I know you can hear this. Even, <laughs> even as an adult, she hides the remote. I'm sure she does. Um. So so yeah. So Caroline and Robbie share a bedroom, and Caroline has this really creepy effing clown doll. Oh, dude! Fuck that clown. But I mean, hashtag not all clowns. This particular clown. Also, why is the clown like just always sitting on that seat? It's like it moved. Like who plays? It with, isn't. With it was that on clown her bed. Doll? Who plays with that clown doll? Carol Ann had it on her bed. It's disgusting. When um, she's being sucked into the other dimension. Uh, I, that's the only time I've seen it not on that chair. Oh, okay. Well, also when it was on the floor. Oh, yeah, it was under It was under the bed. Ugh. Well, she gets fish, and she overfeeds those fish. Those fish are going to die, too. Well, those fish are going to die anyway. Well, I'm assuming they get sucked into the... I mean, we're all dead. <laughs> we're all dying. Oh, my. I also like how in the bedroom there's obviously, you know, nods to... There's so much Star Wars in the bedroom. There's over a dozen Star Wars There's toys. a lot of Star I, yeah, Wars. I don't even think there's that much Star Wars toys now. He has Star Wars Disney sheets. Disney is behind Oh, he throw, had the jacket that he throws over there's the clown to, to cover it while he's going to sleep has Chewy on it. Yeah, yeah, there's posters. There's, like, a Darth Vader. A bunch of action figures all bust. over the place. Like, I bet, yeah. I bet in public, he's, like, that kid that we met when we saw The Force Awakens. Oh. You like Star Wars? It was... I like Star Wars. He was, like, the kid from A Christmas Story. <laughs> yeah. I like The Wizard of Oz, but Uncle, he was Star Wars. <laughs> Uncle George visited the set and said, here, I need you to play with these also. So, uh, so the, the kids get put to... Put, uh, the mom puts them to bed. There's a storm coming. There's a storm coming. And then Robbie is afraid of the storm, and he's afraid of this, like, scary dead tree that's right outside of their window. <laughs> Scariest tree ever. Yeah, it had, like, a face in it. It was oh, yeah. terrifying. Yeah, and those are actually um, what Steven Spielberg was afraid of when he was a child. He was, he was afraid, trees. well, the trees and being sucked into the trees, and then also <gasps> clowns. He was afraid of clowns when he was a kid. No. So, <laughs> like, all of Robbie's fears are essentially Steven Spielberg's childhood fears. So the parents come in, and they, they you know, calm them down, and then well, they go back to bed. We'll talk about what the parents were doing first. Oh, I mean, yeah. They were, it, they were smoking weed smoking in their room. Reading some Ronald Reagan. Reading some Ronald Reagan. Talk about their, you know, what... You know, when they were younger and they were doing stuff they weren't supposed to be doing. I love it. You know what I didn't get They're about such that? cool parents. I, mean, I, have yes. such, I have some, you know, like we can get to it later, but some issues with the house itself. But also the layout. It's a weird of, house. The layout of the bedroom. Like, Joe Beth Williams has a picture of Craig T. Nelson on the nightstand. You're sharing the bed with the guy. Why do you have to have... You have a picture of Allison in your bedroom. Not right next to my bed. I'm also naked. It's a so, it's a drawing. It's a portrait. It's not a it's not like a photograph. All right, I'm gonna put a photograph oh, of Matt 
Matt, can you take like a Seinfeld picture on no. your bed and I'll put it in your No. <laughs> We're also not sure. distributing <laughs> my nude drawing on social media for this Photoshop. podcast. No one Photoshop. said that. We can, we can do a lot. I mean it looks really good. Shout out to uh, my friend Jen who drew it. <laughs> it is very tastefully done. It's but beautiful. You're absolutely right. It is not a photograph sitting on your nightstand. So yeah, they're like smoking and laughing and canoodling and You love that word canoodling. I do. It's you a, say it almost every episode. <laughs> I do? You say canoodling a lot when I edit. I'm like oh, Well it funny. just Can we get a canoodle count? It's canoodle a count. fun word. It's yeah. a fun word. And everybody knows like it means playfully like Doing dirties. Getting downtown. Oh, you flap those eyes at me. Dear, doing dirties. <laughs> doing, doing dirties. Dirty. Canoodling. Yeah. Ooh. Big tummies for flat tummies. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> what is yes. that? What? <laughs> Do it again. Do it again. Big tummies for flat tummies. This is a dietary supplement that not only can you blow bigger loads, <laughs> will actually lose pounds. <laughs> you guys are fucking sick. Okay. <laughs> okay. Keep going. So Robbie comes into the even. room. So Robbie comes into the room. They he scares the storm. Yeah, and he interrupts their like little kissy sesh. Kissy sesh. There, I didn't say the word. They were canoodling. Now it works. And and his dad kind of <laughs> his dad teaches him the account between the thunder and the lightning, so that it's then you know it's moving away from you the mm-hmm. storm. But that doesn't really work, and they just end up all sleeping in the same bed. Yeah, yeah. Like, I totally didn't notice that. Like, it's like, boom, boom, now they're all in the bed. Yeah, it's a good cut. It is good. Um, so while they're sleeping, the TV turns on downstairs to... No, it's in the bedroom. No, it's or TV in the, in the bedroom. In the bedroom. But, yeah, but, it also, but it also did that, like, at the opening of the movie. Mm-hmm. It cuts it, to the static because it's yeah. off. It's off. Um, it, it's on a dead is, channel. Maybe I just don't remember correctly, but... But were TVs really that bright where it looked like if a friggin' atom bomb was going off in their house when the static was going? It was just like, white, 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 like yeah. a strobe light, basically? The strobe light is an effect that would not happen from static on the TV. Yeah. yeah. And it's not a dead channel. It's just the end of the programming, because that's what it did back then. It doesn't do it anymore. But, like, if you were watching, like, Channel 6, yeah. at the end of the night, they would play the national anthem, and then it would just go to static. That's how I fall asleep every night. To this, to the national anthem, and that's why he loves America. Oh. That's right. And then um, Carol Ann wakes up and goes over to the TV in both instances: the one at the beginning of the movie, and then this one. And she can hear spirits talking well, to something her. Something talking to something her. Talking to her through the TV. Definitely more than one entity, though, right? Death. Well, well we don't know. We yet. don't know yet. Okay. But. You know, this crazy light comes out of the TV and shines over the bed, and then the TV, what is it, shuts off? And then she turns around and says, they're here. Wasn't there, like, an earthquake, too? Yeah, yeah, there was an earthquake. Well, but it only is their house. It was only their house, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then she says the... Line. Which is one of, like, the top creepiest lines ever. So, yeah, so she, so that's kind of like the beginning of all of the paranormal activity uh, in this, in this movie. Like, they get up and they're doing their normal routine. I said they're overfeeding that dog. They overfeed every animal in this house. Oh, yeah. (laughs) They feed everybody but the pool guy. Oh, God. 
cool guy who just like is in their kitchen eating their food and drinking their coffee. Yes. Have a snack. There's, oh my God. There's a construction uh, going on in their backyard because they're having a pool put in to their backyard. Which is what is, we'll talk so about it. So creepy. It's starting, it's starting the, uh, the problem. Setting everything up for the, for the rest of the movie for sure. They also dig up the dead canary that they, yeah. Yeah, that they, Buried the day before. Yeah, and they dug up all her flowers. I would have been so ticked. But the pool's going. Get over it. I don't care. Anywho, so Carol Ann is listening to the static on the TV in the kitchen, and her mom comes into the kitchen and she's like, "Are do you hear people? Do you hear people talking again?" And she's like, "Yes." I love what she said though, because her she's so close to the static, and her mom's like, "Oh, that's bad for you," and turns the channel to a graphic war movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, this is going to be better. <laughs> and then the mom looks over at the table, and she sees that all the chairs are pulled out. She's like, did you do this? And Carol Ann looked at her, and she was like, kind of like, no. no. And then the mom pushes the chairs back in, goes and does something around the kitchen, turns around, and she's like, <gasps> and all the chairs are stacked up on top of one another on top of the table. Terrifying. And that is when the mom knew that there was something going on. There's paranormal activity in the house. Well, she says she says to Caroline, the TV people, and Caroline goes, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then she says, can you see them? And she says, uh-uh. Nothing she can't like see them. Spooky chairs and fishing line. And, the, and all the while, like, the dog is, you know, reacting to the activity. He's whining and barking as all of these things are mm-hmm. going on. So it's just, like, adding. Things like that are just adding to, like validate the validation of these spirits are here you know yeah so then the dad comes home from selling you know model homes the mom and the little girl carol ann are like oh my gosh we have to show you this and they put what did they put on the floor and they had like they drew circles were drawn on the floor with arrows going from one like a start and then an end and they put an object on a chair. The start, yeah, the chair. They watched the chair move from one all circle to the next circle all by itself. I love what she says to Craig T. Nelson. She says, "Reach back into your past when you used to have an open mind." <laughs> <laughs> and then he, she puts Carol Ann on the circle, and Carol Ann gets dragged across, and then it just pulls you. It just pulls you, and then it feels like there's no air. And it wasn't done with strings. They actually had a wire underneath of the set that was attached to the chair. And they there's a person under the set, and they drug the chair with the wire. Wire, string, same thing. No, but you but there what? you thought that it was a string, and you can see the string, but it's not. I can see the wire. You can't. Is that better? No, because it's on the so bottom I mean, of the chair. Yeah, so they're f- officially freaked the fuck out now. Well, I think the mom's excited more. She's like, ooh, look at this. All I really need to do is put a mop on Carol Ann, and I don't have to mop the kitchen anymore. You're going to monetize it by calling the Catholic Church. Yeah, whereas the dad's just like, no one goes in the kitchen until oh. I figure out what's happening. Yeah, <laughs> and then they go over to the neighbors' houses, and they investigate with the neighbors and did ask you, if they believe there's anything going on. Did you notice that neighbor was just eating a bowl of beans? <laughs> A whole bowl of beans. And not like, it didn't look like like refried beans or like um, Frank's and beans. beans. It just looked like red kidney beans or something. He's just eating a whole bowl. definitely has a fart pillow. And and then his like stupid little chunk son comes and is like, 
eats it out of the bowl too. I'm like, stop eating the meat. It's so weird. It was so weird. And they're getting attacked by mosquitoes like crazy, which I think is also something to do with the Bone haunting. Suckers. The haunting. Like yeah. it's like it's like they're marked almost. It's a plague. Yeah, you see that repeatedly in scary movies. It's like moth or um, not moths, but flies or mosquitoes or bugs flying around as yeah. like a, a sign of presence. Yeah. In Amityville Horror, it's flies. Yes, that's what I was thinking about. Yeah, Amityville Horror. It's flies, yeah. So after all that, this is this is about forty minutes in, and then from forty minutes till the end of the movie, it just doesn't stop. It's all it really does of the it paranormal like, activity. It was like zero to sixty, like that. Yeah, the, the kid gets taken by the tree. <laughs> yeah. So the, the there's another storm. I've never known it to be so rainy in California or have tornadoes. Or tornado activity, but there there ends up being another storm and Robbie is again counting, you know, the thunder and the lightning and looking at this awful tree and all of a sudden the tree comes through his window, breaks his glass, grabs him with, with his tree arms, tree arms yeah. his branch arms, and then basically looks like it's going to eat him. Yeah, he tries to, like, he, like, puts it, like, he has a mouth, and it opens up, kind of. Yeah, so the mom and the dad hear all the commotion, they run in, they see, oh, my God, my son is being eaten by a giant tree in the backyard. Not something you see every day. And they run uh, downstairs and outside, leaving Carol Ann in their bed, in her bed, by herself. They're all downstairs trying to save their son from this tree in the rain. Um, and Carol Ann is looking at her closet door that has been flown open. And there's this big bright light mm-hmm. shining. And then it's starting to suck all of her toys and, you know, everything from her room into this. What what are we calling this? Not an altered dimension. Yeah. Like, hate. <laughs> I was saying another dimension. The upside in, down? In, yeah, <laughs> yeah the exactly. down Whatever you like to call in it. In Insidious, they call it the further. They call it the further in, in Insidious. It's just something in between in life between and death, I think. The bad no no place. Well, <laughs> it does, yeah, I did No, it. that's what you. That's what kids say when they talk about being molested. <laughs> well, no, I did write. I did write in my notes that like once they go into the into the tunnel, like to get her out, and like when it tries to suck her out again in the later, I'm like very very womb like and oh it looks like a vagina mm-hmm. okay i think uh zelda um what is her name rubenstein rubenstein calls it a membrane it's a membrane yeah well, like it, a, I, I, yeah i called it like a throat it looked like a throat in the end of the movie like, which is rust, which yeah. is interesting because when they come out of that you know middle area in. they're covered yeah in this like it's Red actually, jelly. It's actually like, the placental. Fluid. It's it's the slime from uh, Ghostbusters. It did look like that. It's the it's the same. But that's stuff. later in the movie. It looks like strawberry jelly. That's later in the movie. <laughs> yeah. So so um so Carol Ann is holding onto her bed and gets sucked into the closet. It's a wicker bed that stands no chance. Mm-hmm. Stands no chance. Wicker she said the worst. That was the scariest scene for her to shoot ever, because it's basic. Like a lot of these sets were built as standalone sets and they were spinning rooms yeah i was wondering yeah Yeah. and the the director was sitting on a chair and he was strapped into the chair and he would spin with the room to make it like seem like everything was being sucked away cool so she said that this was terrifying yeah so they only shot this scene one time because she was so scared well which is 
So they checked, they checked everywhere. They realized once they got their son from this tree that was trying to eat him, and they realized Caroline wasn't anywhere, they go and look for her and they can't find her, but then they hear her. And where do they hear her? The TV. The TV in their master bedroom. I know, poor Robbie, like, has been pulled out of this tree. Covered in, covered in treejizz. Covered in treejizz. And they're like, all right, you're fine now. We're going to look for you. He's just like, he looks so traumatized. They kidnapped the little girl. And then he's like, oh my gosh, my sister's been sucked into a television. It's just a one thing after the other. Yeah, and it's so creepy, her voice. Mommy? Mommy? I can hear you, Mommy. Where are you? Where are you? Was Caroline born in this house? Yes. But they say that later on. When do they say that? Zelda Rubenstein is in the house. It's part of that dialogue. Oh. Because she's trying to determine why the... Who's those weird hippies had a water birth in the house? That well, explains why. They were trying to determine the why the poltergeists were so attracted to her. Yeah. And that's know. why she was born in the house. But After this crazy incident... Steven goes to the local college and speaks to the paranormal psychologists and brings them to his house. Yes, they need help for them from to a team. do an assessment. And so, paranormal psychologists are people that try to bring science in to explain this paranormal activity. Yes, Dr. These are real people. It's like it's Dr. Benjamin. Right. Well, I actually thought it that is a real thing. Parapsychology. I thought that the uh, the one the one guy the, with the video camera. <laughs> Don't joke because right. they saying, they yeah. are considered the non-scientists of science because yeah I wonder why that is. Dr. Benjamin has degrees in parapsychology and psychology. Well, I believe you. I believe that he has Hollywood degrees. Don't fuck with Bill Murray. <laughs> I, what were you gonna say? I'm pretty because I thought that the one guy with the the camera. I made the joke when I was watching. Oh, him. the skinny white guy. I was, no, I was talking about the the uh, the black guy. I was like, holy his crap. name is Ryan. I was like, holy crap, is that Ray Parker Jr. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Boston makes me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> so they come to the house and. Yeah. They're, I, you know, I think even parapsychologists are skeptical. They're like, there's no way something's happening. And they open the door to Carol Ann's room and it's like happy hour for spirits. It's like everything's moving by itself. Yeah, there's, there's objects spinning around the room. The closet door is open and it's obvious that there's some kind of shit in there. It's crazy. And then uh, at one point, the, the guy, the camera guy, Marty, who's the white guy, he goes into the room by himself and he gets bit. Yeah. He, they bit him on his side and you can see these huge, like, mouth teeth marks on the side of his body. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Looks I'm like never got, going in there again. Looks like he got bitten by a shark. <laughs> Jaws, Jaws reference. Yeah. This is industrial light magic, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, well, there you go. So, yeah, so they set up all their equipment to record um, the stairs because they said the last movement that was seen was in her room and then on the stairs mm-hmm. you know they're all in the downstairs area that, sleeping and yeah those stairs what a weird oh yeah it's a weird, a weird layout for like the living room like it's it's a living room and the stairs it's very open go from the upper corner into the center of the room it's not like it's what? a very it's, odd, it's, very, it's, yeah. it's weird. It's a weird like, house. You can like crawl under or walk under the steps if you wanted to. Yeah, it's like a floating staircase almost. It's very weird. There is no way the inside of that house is represented with the outside of the house. Like the, the inside of the house can't be that way 
based on the outside. No. Are two different fucking places. Well, the inside, yeah, and the inside's obviously a set, but the outside does exist. You can go see that house. Lots of people still do. Yeah, still the, there? the house oh, is yeah. still there. People live in it. Yeah, the last... Uh, I don't know, man. I saw it disappear. Oh, Just yeah. Saying. Yeah, I saw it, too. They have, issues, too. they have issues with people going to the house and just kind of staring at it, like the like the Goonies house in Oregon, which I, I, did, I, I did that, too. Well, at least they <laughs> don't throw giant pizzas on the roof. That's true. So the difference between um, a haunting and a poltergeist mm-hmm. is that a, a poltergeist is called a noisy ghost. You That's what that it means in German. Uh, oh. And so... So basically, these these spirits are trapped between the afterlife and Earth. They have they feel like they're they're still living. Unfinished business. And they may have unfinished business. They they typically throw things or move objects to get attention because they think they're still alive and they think people are just not paying attention to them so they need to be loud and noisy and obnoxious to get attention can you just put the clip of the uh of zelda fitz or zelda Rubenstein? you sound like schmeagle right now you sound like <laughs> is that from the hobbit the hobbit <laughs> precious did you catch uh, when we get to, to when Zelda Rubenstein comes to help them what Craig T. Nelson says he basically calls her um, a munchkin says what side of the rainbow are we uh, working on today I was like oh my god he basically just called her a munchkin what a <laughs> he's such an asshole well that was probably in the script don't you think yes but like I also love how like this woman is crazy. He's living in a house where things are. His daughter's been sucked into the television. His son almost got eaten by a tree. But his this other little daughter is a whore. Oh my god! But this little girl. But this little woman who's coming to help. That's too far. I'm not believing this. Sorry. Go ahead. So maybe we just talk about some of the crazy things. We don't have to like explain until the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? That's fine. So like the mom, she feels uh, Caroline's spirit. Go her through. go through her and she's like I can smell her I know oh my gosh my I also heart love that sweater that she has over, or draped around her in that scene I don't know why I always always like that sweater like she's got like draped over her shoulders and it's just like it looks I don't know never mind I don't <laughs> no, even know what you're <laughs> <laughs> she has great clothes in this movie she does. She just looks, and her hair is oh, just like fabulous. So pretty, and she's just she is. She's so good in this movie. The film guy goes into the kitchen when everybody is sleeping. And he eats all their food. And he eats their food from their refrigerator, and then a steak, a real steak, is like crawling like a caterpillar on the the counter. It's disgusting. One of my favorite parts. It has maggots in it. Definitely. And then he, they have, like, a washroom, yeah. and he goes into, like, the little washroom and looks in the mirror, and, it, it, like, his face is rotting away, or he's, like, grabbing flesh yeah. with his hands, and it's drizzling off of his face. <laughs> this is my favorite part of the whole movie. Do you know those hands are actually Spielberg's hands? They are. What? They're Spielberg's hands. Yeah. It's like how James Cameron likes to paint, or, you know, he, his hands are the ones in Titanic just so he can look at a very young Kate Winslet nude. This is just Steven Spielberg wanting to peel people's faces off. Or like when Tarantino strangles women. Yeah, you don't see Quentin's feet. Okay? Yeah. You see his hands strangling yeah. women. All right? Spielberg just movie. Spielberg just takes his out in a different way. <laughs> that was funny. That was, I, I really laughed during that. It scene. is a little... 
it's I mean, it's just because it's very, you know it's very dated by its practical effects. And plus, I I think I saw the Terminator before I saw this, so mm-hmm. I was like, that makes Arnold's robot scene in Terminator look believable. Yeah, you know what? to nine year old me, that was a big fucking deal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the 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 kicker of this whole um, recording episode was when they record groups and groups of spirits coming down the stairs yeah. from Carol Ann's bedroom. So more than one spirit. Mm-hmm. Lots of sure. okay. So many Raiders. spirits. It did look like Raiders. It looks like the spirits at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. Which like the, makes like sense. The, just, like the storm, just like the storm clouds did look like the Raiders coming yeah. in from Raiders. And then there's this weird thing where a, like a vortex opens in the living room and stuff starts falling out of it. Like yeah, there's like watches and Surprisingly, it's all dried up compared to all the other stuff that falls I know. Because the woman says, like, this cameo is over 100 years old and this watch is only a couple years old. Like, Mm -hmm. so there's no rhyme or reason to the stuff falling out of the ceiling. (laughs) So that's not related to things below. Oh, Oh, no, no, it is. Absolutely. I think it's... We mean a couple years old then. How long has that neighborhood been there? I don't know. I don't know then. Oh, well, I don't know. I think they said the 76 was the first round of neighborhood. Because this, um, the Freeling family was in the first round of the neighborhood. Forgive me, I'm not using the right word. And um, so now they're on phase four of building. So 76 was the first one. So we're saying probably six years, which makes sense. Um, So they have enough footage to move forward and then they bring in this um, clairvoyant medium medium. and that's pretty typical in situations like this with documented uh, paranormal activity they usually like use science and machines to determine that these things are there and then the clairvoyant comes in and they're you know help to clean the house or to confirm information that can't be proven by science yes I know I love how she, but I love how she explains it. There is no death. It is only a transition to a different sphere of consciousness. And then they don't, they just don't know that they're dead. And they think they're still alive. And I just like the way she speaks to the mother. It's just so lovely and and consoling. Mm -hmm. It says like your daughter's alive in this house. Like it's just such a good scene. Well, here's the thing. She does this every day. She's got real life superpowers, or so she said. <laughs> Zelda Rubenstein is four foot three inches, and she's not technically. She had a pituitary gland deficiency, so mm. it was because she's short because of that. Yeah, she doesn't have dwarfism. So she no, gets, like ESPN. But she's. She's. But she's. Did I have ESPN or something? Yeah. <laughs> Karen, I didn't know you're in the TV. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Zelda confirms she's in the house, mm-hmm. and she confirms she's alive, and goes at, and moves forward with the the ritual, the cleaning, the cl- the well, cleaning. No, also, no just, sage was burned. Before day. before that, they gotta clear the house out. So he said they just put the kid, the boy, what's his name, Robbie, Robbie, Robbie. just put him in a cab. I know just by himself. Him in a cab, by himself, like okay, go to grandma's house. All right, bye. And the sister is so scared, she goes to stay with her friend. And then, she's and, but then, but then also, he doesn't leave by himself because the dog gets in the cab with him. I know. So, I don't blame the dog. He's but, kind of terrified. But that cat, no. But that cabbie, I'm like, if I were the cabbie, I'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah. Dog jumping in here. It My, wasn't like that back then. 
My dogs would freak the fuck out if all this happened at our house. I mean, Duncan our, and Ripley would not handle it well. Our dog chases the light from like a reflection. On yeah, the ceiling. he does. Yeah, it's at funny. This point, it's sad. Should... It's Aww. really funny. I feel really bad. I don't. I, never get... I it's it's really okay. I don't. Her her real her name in this movie is weird. It's Tangina. Wow. T a n g i n a. Tangina. I didn't want to pronounce it that way for I didn't fear that it would they solicit ever, such a response. They. I don't think they feel like they ever say it in the what movie. Can you imagine what a tangina would look like? Oh god. <laughs> I think they did. The doctor did say her name. Okay. I don't know, but I when I read that, I was like, really. She had a name. So instead, we just have to say Zelda Rubenstein the whole time. Well, it's yeah. better. Well, if anybody looked like a Zelda, it's it's that one who wasn't a cartoon character. So they decide they have to go in to get her. Yeah. So they. So she has this whole uh, activity with tennis balls, and she's throwing them in the closet. <laughs> and then the ball comes out of the what did you call the it? Living, uh, the living the vortex. The vortex in the living room, so they can see where the exit is. So they know they have a path. Yeah. Basically, there's an entry point and an exit there's point. There's a tube. It's a tube. So once they figure out that it's consistent with the second tennis ball. I know, and I love when the guy catches it. He's like, kiss my ass. Yes. And there's wind. There's crazy wind machines going on. And oh, there's sure. crazy lights going on in this room. They've True. really, really blown. Like, the, the scene is very serious and very tense. And uh, the mom ties the rope around her waist because... The only voice that Carol Ann can hear is her mother's, right? And she, the mother goes into the alternate dimension. They're able to get her out with this rope. Yeah, but... Throwing the rope in from one side to the other. At one point, Craig D. Nelson pulls the rope back and this huge skeleton Mm -hmm. face head comes out of the vortex. Beast. Was that a beast or the beast? The beast. That was the beast? Well, I think it's like whatever the beast wants wants itself. There's a big baddie in there, right? Yeah. Okay. Was that the big bad? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. But I think it can be whatever you, it wants to be. Because remember, Zelda Rubenstein oh, says, dude. It lies to her. It says things only a child can understand. It has been using her to restrain the others. To her, it simply is another child. So they get the, and they're covered in pink goo. <laughs> Yeah, and she's like, put them into the water. Put them in the water. And then they're, like, sitting there. Oh, little girl's so cute. And they're like, she's like, mommy. And then they all start breathing all at the same time. It's a a miracle. And then Zelda says the famous line. Go ahead, Matt. This house is clean. It's like a mix between Schmeagle and when you do the voice (laughs) of Ripley for our dog. I love it. Everybody's a creep. The next scene is them putting all of their shit into a moving they truck moving. to get the fuck out of there. Oh, well, but you forgot the one part, um, sorry, when Craig T. Nelson goes to talk to his boss and they go to the cemetery. Oh, right. And that's where you first kind of get the first inkling of, because we find out that the phase one where Craig T. Nelson lives used to be a cemetery so you kind of think like oh that probably has something to do with and it and who moves a cemetery right it happens all the time did I think they, did they talk about what 
people were buried there? Are these Indian people? Are no. these like no. ancient Indian? No, because no. no, even you mean indigenous folk? Because I mean, no, because the uh, it's because not pet cemetery. It's not indigenous people who were no, no, they didn't. The Jag because the Jagoff boss, who's pretty much the mayor from Jaws, is who just is like that guy. But I don't know who he actually is. But he's just like shrugging it off. He's like. Well, come on there, Steve. It's not like we built it on an Indian burial He does ground. say that, yeah. So, it's an Indian burial ground. No, no it's not. No, no. It's just a regular cemetery. It's, a, it's just a regular cemetery. I guess that would be insinuate. I think because it's sacred land is what it is. But you're right. That's when um, that's when Stephen, the dad, realizes, like, oh, this story might pan out of, like... It would be causing the haunting. Yeah. Or causing. the poltergeist. Dots are being connected. Dots are being connected. Yeah. So, for whatever reason, the family has this idea of staying at the Holiday Inn, but they don't. Oh, don't worry. The dog they freaking they, they freaking spend the night, their last night in this house. Well, they weren't going to. Craig T. Nelson has to go to the office, and then he says, if they if the kids fall asleep, we'll just wake them up when we leave. They, they were always going to go to the Holiday Inn, but he's gone for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Like I, I didn't, I didn't quite catch on to this. So the kids go to sleep in their bedrooms, God knows how, and the mom is taking a bath and getting you to know, dye ready for her bed because her hair is gray. Yeah, she got this the, new streak of gray. It's awesome looking. I wouldn't dye it. Yeah, like from um, I guess the alternate dimension gave her a gray hair streak. Yeah, and special powers. So the kids are going to sleep and the, the fucking clown is back. Why fucking isn't that clown, clown packed? Why, that would be the first thing I fucking packed. That's I would have thrown clown. that clown into that tree. Yes. 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 <laughs> and it's sitting on a chair in the middle of the room. Like, why? Being yes. Being all creepy clown-like. So the boy wakes up and the clown is gone off he, of the chair. And I feel like you hear a shuffle. You hear like a... <sighs> yeah. And he wigs the <gasps> hell out. Yes. And he looks under his bed... And then he looks at the other side, and there is the freaking clown, and he he grabs his neck and pulls him under the bed and is trying to choke him. His, like, arms become really long, and he wraps his arms around his neck. And he looks angry. He looks really scary. He looks like a mean clown now. Again, not all clowns, but fuck that clown. Fuck that clown. That's going to be the title of our episode. (laughs) And what's crazy is during the filming, they actually almost... Uh, killed killed Robbie because it, the the clown it had uh, like the grip around his neck was too tight and he they thought he was ad libbing the scene and he's like I'm joking I'm oh joking and Spielberg's like you got this you're doing a great job buddy and then director. his face tra- <laughs> this is what I read and wait what was the other daughter doing was she getting railed at that Holiday Inn she well, was she, with she her boyfriend because she knows she had, where it is she had a big hickey on her neck when she oh not just her neck if you look lower she's got one right on her tip oh, she too. does <laughs> yeah. she's covered like, in hickey like, when she yeah, comes we're, back we're gonna, we're gonna, here? no we are not guys. he asked me yesterday he's like oh what's up with that daughter why is she like a whore I'm like do you mean why is she a sexually active teenager exactly how dare you sir as if you weren't Yes. At yes. some point, I imagine no, I, I, you were just like flicking I, them off, weren't you, buddy? Yeah. Left and right. I, I stayed at home and I read my Bible. Uh huh. <laughs> uh huh. Then the spirits are in the closet again. The closet again, and they coming out of the closet. Lock the the kids' bedroom door, and they also kind of take over Diane in her room, and yep. they're like, "Go straight." 
throwing her up on the ceiling and she's like crawling all over the walls and gets electrocuted by the the stair rails going down the stairs is that a spinning room yes that's okay. a spinning room i was scene. wondering yeah it reminded me of the of nightmare on elm street and then she's trying to get into the kids room and she runs outside right falls into the and pool. then she falls into the the big dugout pool it's, it's so muddy mud and then mm-hmm. what happens? Skeletons. The skeletons rise from the earth. Real ones. Real skeletons. Real live skeletons. Well, not live. Well, dead skeletons. But they were alive at some point. They were alive at some point. And coffins. Yes, are, because oh. it was cheaper to get real skeletons than to make so, plastic ones. I read that yes. she was very concerned about all the electrical equipment around the pool during oh, yeah. the shot of this. So Spielberg got into the pool with her and said, fine, we both die. If we if something bad happens, we're both dead. He is such an actor's director. Oh, my gosh. God, well, they didn't amazing. They didn't actually tell her that they were real skeletons no, until after the scene was okay. shot. So she finally, like, gets out of this hole, which was really difficult to get out of because there's, a, like, an incline. It's so and slippery. It's so slippery. <laughs> The neighbor helps her out. Oh, that's right. The and neighbor pulls her out. How do the kids that's get out? That's all he out? does. She goes into the house and she goes, she runs upstairs Alone. and she opens the kid's door and it's basically, it looks like a fallopian tube <laughs> in the closet. It looks like, it looks comfy. And it's like, <laughs> it's breathing and it's pink. It looks like the Sarlacc pit. It's pulsing, but right? It's pulsing and yeah. it's like, it's like a yeah. vacuum. It's like sucking. Stop. Door. God. It's... <laughs> <laughs> it's sucking. Did you know that the skin on the inside of your cheek is the same yes. type of skin that's the vagina? I can't stop tonguing my cheek. I know, right? Gross. <laughs> Noted. Ew, these sound disgusting. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. So the kids are like being sucked because it's like it's. The it, kids are sucked. Yes, into the fallopian tube. And <laughs> two of the kids are being sucked. One of the kids is probably sucking. <laughs> and so she pulls them. Joe wait, wait, all three, because the hickeys. Yes. <laughs> Joe Beth Williams, like, manages to get them out. Like, she, it's like a chain, a human chain. And oh, then, that was so scary. What? Remember, she's like, grab onto my hand. Yeah. She's, she's like, outside of the bedroom. And the yeah. kids are in the bedroom, on the bed. They have to basically trust her. That she's going to save them. So they let go of the bed and have, like, a pers- three-person chain to and pull them to safety. she could have gotten more help. Don't you touch my baby! And yeah, yeah, this, yeah. Oh, my God, she does scream that. And yeah. then Craig T. Nelson comes home. They're trying to get out of the house. And for some reason, his boss is there. Oh, he drives him home. Oh, does he? Yeah, he drives him oh, home. Well, he's okay. culpable. He should be there. And, and then they both get out of the car because the house is going crazy, oh, right? The bright lights, it's and all the flashing. and all the graves are shooting. The up. graves are shooting up, and that's when we find. Dude, he chewed that whole that that whole thing. He chewed it off. Chewing dude. scenery. It was over the fucking top. <gasps> yeah, he, goes, he says, "Why?" <laughs> like he's screaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and there's coffins popping up in everybody's front yard now, and the whole neighborhood all the way down. The reason guys yeah. still sitting there eating beans. Ugh. Just yeah. About them beans. But the reason this was all happening is because they started to dig the pool. If they hadn't dug the pool, nothing would have happened. But they dug the pool, which disturbed. Use it. Like, 
you know, like a ghost doesn't get hot, you know? And then the daughter, the oldest daughter arrives with from her boyfriend. She's covered in hickeys. They, they're jumping in the, the car. Floor. <laughs> they jump in their car and they drive off and he says, don't look back. And then the house gets sucked into oblivion, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So this is definitely, I've seen a lot of horror movies and scary movies, right? But strictly for it, this is the most powerful. Humble brag. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I don't have a shutter account, so. I do. Well, guess what? So, but if you think about it, this is one of the more powerful baddies. Like, it sucks a whole, it di- disappears a house, it explodes a whole bunch of manhole covers all over the entire mm-hmm. neighborhood. Like, it's it's a big spirit, or collection of spirits. Yeah. Like, all the other movies I remember seeing, like, they attack one person. Yeah. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. this is. This is the afterlife, basically, yeah. And you have to think about every other house in that neighborhood. It's going to be the same problem. I would hope. If they they build a pool. Not a bean guy's house. (sighs) Keep them out. (laughs) He farts the spirits right out of the house. He farts the spirits away. (laughs) They get to the Holiday Inn. Yep. They put the TV in the hallway, which I thought was kind of funny. And, and then the real villain of the movie is exposed at the very end in the end credits. Kathleen Kennedy. Oh, God. She ruined Star Wars. Well, I just, I liked the creepy mu- music at the end of these little kids. Like, oh, it's a happy ending. Until next time. I'd say this about horror movies. All you need to do is find one thing that everyone experiences or has in their house and make it scary. Like a TV. Or just... Kids' toys or like <laughs> digging a pool, getting a pool, like or, or a bed, like deathbed, or the bed that eats people. Yeah, or living in a housing development. It's also something that is very relatable to all humans. Is yeah. we're all going to die at one point. Absolutely. There's always the question of what happens after you die, and there's so many pieces of evidence that people have found, like like little. Things of light in photographs or images and spirit photography. Things moving and like the, there's all of these. Do you um, not believe in that stuff, Guido? Bless your heart. You don't believe in that? Stuff? Oh, I do. I, I think do. it's Walk fascinating. I do. I really enjoyed being the. You don't believe in it either. I've experienced I, it, so I, I definitely believe it. You know what? You see Steve in Stranger Things. We're going into my house first every fucking time. This that's nonsense. We got the bat. Ooh, it's spooky. I'll be right there with you. Okay? Mm-hmm. But stuff actually happens in Stranger Things. Oh, my God. <laughs> and Steve's ready for it. I yeah. know, with that fabulous the, hair. He's got the mm. bat. He's got the... the I love ball. Steve. I just... I, I find all of that just so interesting. It's fascinating. And I just can't imagine someone... So you're not signing up for a ghost tour when no. you go to, like, an old I city. I support whatever you believe because you don't expect me to do the same thing. Like, you don't expect me to believe these ghost stuff. Right? Right? What do you think is going to happen when we die? Are we you, not going to be together in the food. afterlife? Like We literally decompose into food for thousands of other microbes. Well, that and is our we physical being. be a prop in a Spielberg movie. As Roy Kent says, you live, you die, you're done. I would like to be cremated, for the record. I want to be a firework. Ooh. Oh, yeah. He, he wants a Viking, uh, Viking death. I want cryo. Yes, yes. Put me on a boat. I want them to bring you back one day. You gotta be Walt Disney. I wanna be Walt Disney, yes. I wanna be Austin Powers. But without the, you know, support of the Nazi party. (laughs) I wanna be Darth Vader. I also want a funeral pyre, but I wanna be dressed as Darth Vader. Allison, would you like to start? What was what what is your uh 
vote for this movie. I love this movie. I think it's I think it's scary, but I also think it's kind of fun. I have a friend who was terrified of this movie when we were younger, but at the scenes that weren't scary, like she would scream hysterically when the chair moved across the floor. She thought it was the scariest movie ever. Um, but I really like it, and I like, you know, Steven Spielberg. Obviously, it's a Spielberg movie, even though he didn't direct it, but I think it's, you can just tell that it's his, and I say yes, I love this movie. Pass! Yay! I love this movie. It is the first horror movie I've ever seen, the age of nine, and I judge all other movies, like, to it, you know, in that genre. Wow. And I think it's really? a legitimately scary movie, and... I, yeah, I love Maggot Steak and Bloodface, and it was a legit scary movie. How and did you feel yeah. watching it as an adult? I felt like all the effects are campy as shit, but it, you know, it's replaced with nostalgia factor. You know what I mean? I, I like it the same, but in a slightly different way, because you know they can't all be malignant. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And it and it gives you an appreciation for how far we've come with technology and screens yeah. and. But Industrial I, Light Magic did a fantastic I think a lot effects. of the special effects are really good. It's just that face peeling scene that looks awkward. But like that that That's skeleton, yeah. That giant white skeleton dog in front of the in front of the kids' room, that looks insane. Like that's when someone says the scary. title of this movie, I imagine someone tearing their face off in front well, of Well, yeah. And it is <laughs> and for that alone, it's oh, I give it a little like two thumbs up. I mean, I I really liked it. Uh this was Actually, the first time I've ever seen it the whole way through from start to finish. Good. Like, I've only ever watched, like, parts of it, and then I changed it to something else. Because, I mean, you know, it's like... I, and plus, I'm not really... Not that I'm, like, easily scared or... I just really don't care for horror movies. Yeah. I mean, I know this is one of the first ones, but since then, it's, they've become so, like, I feel like... With some notable exceptions, it's just really formulaic in one note. I mean, I, I appreciated it for, like, a Spielberg film, because... Yeah, Toby Hooper, his name's on there as the director, but it's like that that set of parents where they have a kid and it clearly looks like a clone of the one parent. Like, the other parent's DNA is completely devoid of how that kid looks. Oh, like me, myself, and I mean? Well. Not like me, myself, and I mean. Oh, okay, sorry. Oh, you mean, what's that thing your parents? You mean the opposite of that. (laughs) Mommy's baby, daddy's Daddy's baby. baby. (laughs) The opposite of that, though. Yeah, but like... Maybe if I had seen it at a younger age, I would have liked it as much more than like everybody else in the group did. But still liked it. But I'm like the eh, whatever. Mm-hmm. okay, okay. Not a big horror film guy, huh? He's really not. Yeah, real big sports nut. He laughed at Hereditary. Yeah, I laughed at Hereditary. I laughed at this movie. Yeah, especially like the. <laughs> I'm the horror movie nut. He's he's not so much. I mean, we all liked it, so... I I am very excited that everybody liked it. I'm... Four passes. I I really enjoyed, like, learning the backstory of this Mm -hmm. movie. I uh, have been known to read books about paranormal and Uh about uh, uh, the afterlife and things of that nature. People stuck in the... They were... Sylvia Brown is an excellent author. Sylvia Brown? (laughs) Sylvia Brown would tell you that. She's oh dead. God. She's dead too. I so guess she wouldn't tell you that unless you can speak to her. Well, yeah. we'll go put the static channel on the TV and see if you can talk. I'm serious. Go get an interview with her for us. I've always wanted to have like a seance. 
Not in my like fucking host, house. Like host a seance. You don't believe, so what do you care? Yeah, what do you care? You don't believe. You don't believe. Do it do it in somebody else's house. I don't Reach back into your mind. Reach back into your negativity. Get it out of my house. Okay, whatever. So uh, next week, we're going to continue our Spielberg month. Closing out our Spielberg month. Closing out. And then we'll have our final decision of which Spielberg movie we all thought was the ultimate Spielberg movie. We're going to rank. And uh, Guido, which movie is your choice for next week? I have chosen Empire of the Sun, which came out on our birth year. Oh. 1987, and features a very young 30-year-old baby Bale. Christian Bale. Baby Christian Bale. So cute. Very and method. So cute. And a little baby John Malkovich. And, and a little baby Ben Stiller. And a little baby Joey Pants. <gasps> I love Joey Pants. He's Where can people um, find Empire of the Sun if you they want to it. watch? I, I bought the Blu-ray. It looks good. Uh, in 4K, so you know you should you should get the Blu-ray. Is it on any of the streaming services? I, which one is it? Like? It's uh, it's just available for like rental or purchase. I mean, yeah. there's no there's no like subscription uh, service available. Okay, so you'd have it's on the Prime for 2.99. Well, we want to thank everyone for listening. If you like our podcast, subscribe. like it, subscribe, hit the little thumbs up button, whatever. And you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We're pretty much quad pro quo pod on all the three of those. And, and listen to us again wherever you get your podcasts. Yes. Spotify. Apple Music, Amazon, Stitcher. All of them. We're everywhere. We're also on the static nice channel of your TV. Ooh. <laughs> we're here. All right, thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.